Our story features layers of betrayers, death of creators, multiverse invaders, legends of twilight and astral crusaders. If your eyes are open, they should be closed in prayer, cause every one of your allies bows to the same mind flayer. Roll the dice if you must, as you stare at your slayers. After all, legends are made by defying soothsayers. Previously on Oppressed by Sun, our heroes arrived at the city of Vesuvius, a sprawling metropolis built upon a beautiful lake populated by sea elves. They were pursued to this location by Mama Kraken, who was infuriated by their sacrifice of her child to open a planar gate in a previous episode. The city is now besieged by the Kraken, but protected by a magical barrier put up by the powerful sea elves that feed and protect this city. Outside of the barrier, a storm rages. Our heroes now rush to accomplish their main mission, restoring order to the city by outing the Baron as a fraud and putting the Knights of Vesuvius in control. Today's episode opens with Father John, the Cleric of Tamoons, visiting the Temple of Tamoons, the holiest site in the entire realm, where he is eager to meet with his friend, Cardinal Leothitis, a mentor to him who has called him here. Season 2, Episode 13, Evil Converges. I'm going to the temple, guys. I'm keeping an eye on the general. In front of the, in front of the rows of cues of the temple, your friend Theodidas, the cardinal who has sort of brought you up in the church and who has uh, sort of elevated you, and uh, he's just sitting there. He's seated on the ground. And you can see beyond him, in, in front of him, and the far side from you, is a staff that has also uh, been laid on the ground. You've had a long friendship with this guy, and, and you have a deep sort of uh, shared faith and an empathy that tells you that he has something important to tell you. Well, I sit right next to him and I start communing with him as well. Okay. And you sort of drift into this trance that you've been in many times. And you're not quite sure how much time passes, but you, but you do have a very clear memory that of, of someone of, of him talking to you uh, of, of Leothitis talking to you and he says it is sort of like a half dream type state you don't feel like you can talk during my, my morning commune with creator I feel closer than ever before since today is the day that you join him he's sort of he's sort of breathing more heavily than you remember uh, I, I'm a very old half elf you know a bit longer than, than I could be expected. I will play my part today. And then suddenly you find yourself awake and looking at him and he seems conscious and looking at you. And you'll need this for the coming fight. And I cast greater restoration on him from my necklace of prayer beads. Okay. Um, just to kind of aid some of his fatigue. And do you know what we plan then? I don't know of Tamuja's plan, but as I left the temple to come here, I noticed a, a staff falling off the wall. Look at the staff. It's called the Bane of Tamoons. It strikes deep against outsiders to threaten Tamoons as well. Believe Tamoons means for you to have And he sort of gestures towards the staff out in front I uh, walk toward the, the staff. Okay. Uh, yeah, it, it appears to be a, uh, a pretty plain, uh, unassuming, but large, uh, gnarled wooden staff. Uh, at the top of it is a very large blue gem. 
like uh, in a circular setting. Plus one staff with an extra D8 of damage from creatures not from Paris Multiverse. Dawn comes soon, Jordan friends. I will. Meanwhile, back at the prison, Mivy and General Hui Se sit alone in an open cell, engaged in a different kind of prayer. With the Astral Conqueror, Draroth. In preparation for Dawn, um, I think I'd already disguised myself as one of his uh, soldiers. I had donned their armor. I think I gave a Siwi my helmet so I could wear one of theirs. So I just kind of blend in with the rest of the uh, foot soldiers there. The sun usually rises over this city creating a beautiful sunrise as you look out over the, the surrounding lower hills that roll out at the foot of this, uh, this taller hill that's built up into this beautiful city. But today, those views are obscured by swirling black clouds that surround the entire city, letting only the faintest hint of sunlight through to give you a hint uh, that, that sunrise is coming, as it remains very dark up until, up until you can see the crowd gathering. Uh, at the marketplace in the amphitheater near the temple district. Then I'm ready. As you guys are getting in position and milling about, and everyone's just sort of talking and kind of, uh, everyone seems there's a lot of there's a lot of nervousness. Uh, the situation it looks a little dire. I mean, they're kind of cracking, besieging them. Their navy has already been defeated. The, the fire stalkers have taken all the surrounding lands. People here are very frightened and have come here for answers from the Baron, who has never been seen in public in most of their lifetime. The whole execution. It's another oddity in the sense that there has been executions in the past of criminals and spies of particularly bad caliber, people who were renowned as wicked individuals, but never a person such as General Poise, a respected member of the community, a pillar of protection and, uh, and honor, a, a paragon of, uh, of the virtues of, of a militant lifestyle. The nervousness in the crowd is pretty powerful. Um, as you guys sort of settle in, even up here on the top ranks with the with the with the elite, they are very uncomfortable. This, the, as the dark clouds continue to swirl around the city, you see just a flash of light, faint light, as though light may have broken on the horizon. When suddenly it's been very eerily still in the city, as the winds whip around on the outside of the protection zone. But suddenly, a cold, biting—you can taste the rain. You taste that wet, cold, that sort of ache that comes with that, with that that painful cold that you know is coming. A wind sweeps over the crowd, which looks aghast. It looks shocked as uh, a cold wind begins to sweep over the crowd. And a rain just begins whipping uh, on you. And the entire area is almost within, a, within one second covered in just a sheet of rain that is now moving with the wind to create these like sheets of rain that comes whipping down and splashing on top of everything. Is the shield down? The shield is down. Uh, half not as you look up into the into the clouds, which seem much closer suddenly, a huge beam, like the mast of, a, of that battleship, comes crashing down into the center of the uh, platform, crushing several people and sending everyone else scurrying and as it lands there, you see it says the upright mat, and then looks like it's been just sheared off above the T. As this is the uh, mast, this is the mast of the battleship, and it's been thrown directly into the amphitheater. You hear another loud thump, and another thump, and you guys begin to hear other thumps landing around you. Yeah, you see a 
the delicate features of fine-looking, like an attractive young uh, uh, sea elf. And its, its head and body looks fine, but it's sheared off at the waist by something uh, vicious and has been hurled. And you can see that these parts of bodies and full corpses are being hurled up into, into and uh, they're landing all about here in the uh, platform. Behind you guys, up here on the top layer, there had been another sea elf woman who immediately casts fly on herself and begins heading off towards the pool. The Baron comes flying over the wall, and it, the Baron is thin, green-skinned, sort of eight-foot-tall celestial being with white wings, uh, carrying a, a, a gigantic sword. And she flies over the wall and lands with a flourish, three-point stance on the platform of the amphitheater, overlooking the entire scene, um, and sort of slams down and throws up her hands. It appears to be, it, it appears as a female form. Even over the maelstrom, howling wind, whipping rain, the voice of the Baron carries over the crowd and over the city. Kindred's fault souls, beloved citizen, sacred leader, I come to you today to finish a terrible era in our times, an era in which we have been betrayed by our closest friends. General Hui Se, a man I have held in the highest regard for a century has betrayed us to an actual demon. And today I summon him to death, though it hurts me to do so. And as she like raises her hand, you guys had seen for the first time that the, the, uh, the general had been obscured behind some sort of illusion as she sort of whips her hand back. The illusion washes away and you see the general positioned with his head in a guillotine facing out um, with Mibi uh, in disguise and another, dwarf, uh, another knight manning the guillotine on each side. And she, she raises her hand as the crowd begins to just keep running from this uh, chaos that's occurring. She seems unperturbed by that at all. And she turns and, and begins to, to, to point at Kwesa. I'm operating the guillotine, so I won't pull it unless I know that we're going to take our actions. I appear on the wall above the platform, mm -hmm. and I hold the decrepit, real Baron's body up for the entire crowd to see. Mm -hmm. And I say, or I shout okay. out. So Kadeem comes, <laughs> comes busting out of like an unseen door over here. He's carrying this soggy bed sheet that looks like it's covered in soiled, rotten corpse. I whip the sheet off and I hold the Baron's body so the wings can be seen, even though it's all there, this, right? This mass of, of, of decayed flesh pours out of the uh, pours out of the sheet as as Kadeem holds it up and. It's he ends up, he ends up holding a winged, like bone, broken bone, winged thing, uh, just sort of covered in goo. I hold the corpse out there so everyone can see it, the wings and everything. I shout out, the Baron is dead, this fraud is an imposter, everything that she dictates is a lie and invalid. And I just toss, I just let the body fall off the edge so that people can actually see the whole corpse. Right, so it just sort of tumbles off of the yes. wall. Yes, it's so disrespectful. <laughs> the wings are great against the wall. But like <laughs> one part of it flops down, and the other part rolls away as it crashes down to the to the to the chaos below. Jeez. We have been betrayed. This is not our true Baron. Show your true form and and drop your disguise. Barrel Beast and I cast <laughs> Dispel Magic. 19! Yeah. Oh, you step forward and you cast Dispel Magic on the creature. It flickers, and you see a, a sagging, 
huge grayish toad creature with uh, with uh, warning skin and oily features, uh, a huge flat uh, snub-nosed face, uh, and it's holding it's holding a staff that it was uh, where in place of the sword. Mm. It turns and glowers at you. Demon spawn. On Father John's cue, the entire party strikes. I would like to cast heat metal on him. Okay, that's ten points of damage, and. He has disadvantage on attack rolls and ability checks until the start of my next turn. Varian had positioned himself hundreds of feet above the sea in the form of an eagle so that he may crash down with a wrestling flare. Varian, upon seeing uh, the huge gray gross blob in place of the beautiful angel, yes. um, is going to uh, nosedive to get up to terminal velocity, mm-hmm. um, de-shift, into human form or elf form, I suppose, and um, pop. You polymorph from an eagle at, at let's say 400 feet, and you turn into fairy, stone skin, just calmly dropping, dropping, preparing your stone skin, dusting, and as you fall, you are prepared for next round. A seaweed. I would like the listeners to imagine Gandalf falling after the bell All right, I jump down on there and I grapple that sucker. So you're running- Kadeem steps up and starts slashing into the toad creature. And locks him down. I shout out, there are more of these things. And protect the general movie. I begin to start charging towards the creature. Okay. But as I run past the guillotine, I pull the handle. You feel the kill? Yes. As you pull the, tra- the handle and the guillotine takes off his head. Uh, the general's head sort of rolls and sort of settles on its neck, sort of looking at the, looking at you. Uh, just empty, empty dead eyes. And as you look down at it, suddenly, you see the scalp split open. Oh shit. As out climbs this little rat-like creature that's at, that looks like a brain with rat legs and a rat tail. Something changes about your axe. Because your axe, instead of being just light blue with that light up, suddenly becomes a radiant blue that gives off bright light. Do I feel different holding you it? You sense I... that's a mind flare, and this axe is made for killing mind flayers. Oh shit! See? Sure, I'm gonna sh- shoot the guy in the head. Twice? Yeah. Alright. Hopefully. Um, yes! Natural 20! Nice! Right. Double that right. Your arrow takes it takes him right in the back. Like, he's not looking at you at all. He's, he's grappled, he's restrained. You sink that arrow deep into his chest, and he gets to heave a bit. Are you ready? I'm going to polymorph to uh, a giant ape. It's critical miss. Plummeting at terminal velocity, Varian makes a critical miscalculation. Okay, I'm going to give you three chances. Here. Five and six, you <laughs> miss the platform. One and two, you hit Kadeem. Three and four, you hit Vivian. <laughs> Oh, oh, you missed the platform! <laughs> <laughs> you might have! It doesn't do any more damage. You're gonna, fall, you're gonna take the same pretty much falling damage. Okay, as the, the ape uh, flips oh in midair, the mid- ape flips in midair, leads with his elbow, coming down on the pinned-down frog. <laughs> but then suddenly, you guys are like, wait, he should've hit! No, he's gone! Oh, boom! He hits the ground beneath you. <laughs> his death perception, no! <laughs> Alright, are you ready for this roll? <laughs> What's that roll? This is 20d6. <laughs> he was way the fuck up there. As he slams the ape, slams under the ground awkwardly below. 
Missing the platform entirely. With the slimy toad and a tight headlock, Kadeem does not miscalculate. What, what does it look like when you kill the, 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 the wrestling slimy rage toad? Oh, dude, I hit him right like below the sternum, causing him to bend over, and then I shank him right up through between the jaw, like right through the top of his head. Again, you know, there's not much dip, there's not much space between the nah. bottom of his jaw and the top of his head. You're just able to just completely, you know, skewer him like you're about to roast him on the fire, you know? Yes. Uh, and uh, and uh, he just goes limp there. You see knights of Vesuvius pouring onto the pouring onto the platform, pouring out uh, of the walls, um, and they seem to be taking up their weapons. Father John rushes to make sure the fleeing brain with legs does not escape the scene. I move my regular 30 feet towards the temple, and then I cast um, Spiritual Guardians. Got it, okay. If he's, if he's within 30 feet of me, he takes damage. You, you hear a whimper as something starts to scurry off after getting smashed hard. Cresting over the castle wall, maybe about 45, 50 feet above here, cresting over the castle wall are red and blue toad creatures. Uh, perhaps dozens, perhaps hundred, you're not sure. As they begin to just crest over the castle wall like a wave of locusts, and they descend down here, and they look like they're gonna sweep over everyone on this platform. The toads are coming, the toads are coming. Okay, uh, that's gonna be Mivy next. Uh, for my action, I'm yep. going to turn to the, the knights that are pouring in. Yes. And tell them, as your commanding officer of the Knights of Vesuvius, I command you to rally around us and create a phalanx wall to protect us. Pull out the writ and I show them the writ showing that I was next in command below okay. General Hoysa. Okay, they continue to advance hesitantly, but uh, there is a call from behind them and they turn um, and in time to see these slides look like they're going to run over them. Perhaps they have a higher priority now. I'm going to move in that direction as well. Move in that direction, like, stand, next to stand among them. They, they sort of accept you and welcome you. When I need a deck save as the skies above you darken and a bolt of electricity. Oh, son of a bitch! I hate this motherfucker. <laughs> Fucking Kraken, dude. Fucking Kraken. Lightning bolt buzzes down on you, and you suddenly get the sense that the clouds, as you move, the darkness, uh, a center, an eye of the storm follows you. A number, a large number of knights become pouring out of the wall, forming up in, in experienced phalanxes, holding their their, their uh, shields locked together, and begin holding a position as a wave of toads just starts landing on them as these creatures are leaping from a great height advantage, slamming down. One of the one of the knights is just smooshed in place, leaving a hole in the wall where they uh, where the toads just begin to flow through, just smashing and tearing and biting them apart. Uh, the knights, though, are fighting back quite strenuously. From her distant sniper position, the seaweed is amongst the crowd that is being pelted by bodies of sea elves from the Kraken, far below them in the lake. I'm gonna search around mm -hmm. to see if there's any of those sea elves that flew from the sky that appear to be alive. Yes, in fact, another body slams into the into the pavilion next to you and, and sort of just starts to roll over, and you can see it's just barely breathing. Okay, I'm gonna go over to it and cast cure wounds on it. Okay, you're able to bring that sea elf back from the brink. Yes. Okay, so you are able to save, let's just use this as representative, one civilian. Yeah. Finally, Varian picks himself up off the ground, still in ape form, climbs the wall, and joins the battle to bitch slap some slaw.
you turn on this slide comes comes slobbering up to you. You just you just turn on it and uh, with one eight punch just put it down. You know, just like slap that bitch down. And he just goes down limp like a like a wet sack. Mm. But there's plenty more. All right, I charge the big blue one. Boom! He lands next to you and faces you down. But he's near the phalanx, right? Yeah. All right, sweet. So I kick him to the ground. Some distance toward the temple. Father John is intent on killing that escaping brain. Your spiritual weapons just shred apart, and you see this little blob up here uh, with a tail and what used to be a brain, and four little legs just sort of scrabbling at the ground as it just sort of fades out. Are there any slogs around me and Hathnut? Oh yeah, they're, they're, they're all around. They seem to be not necessarily focusing on attacking you, but they're just falling around you. You see, by the way, the Cardinal Leothitis has been swarmed by them. In fact, he seems to be attracted. Okay, and then I'm running straight the direction of okay. the Cardinal. Three red ones die as you approach. The Cardinal is alive, but he's been injured. Okay, so the lightning bolt again buzzes you from above. The rank also does quite poorly. Um, as the, uh, the squad begin kicking them, and one of them like falls off the amphitheater. Oh no. The, uh, and there's a holes in your line, and the slide begins to overwhelm you. Hold the line! Close uh, the gap! I'm gonna cure wounds the dude I'm at. Okay. And then I'm gonna run to the next guy. Alright, so you, you're able to find another sort of still half breathing broken body <clears throat> that you're able to help fix. You don't see another body, but you do see a familiar pair of wings in Cosmos. They're, they look like they're from that same barbed devil that you gave the head dirt. Mm. Oh, good. I yell out in dogmetry. <laughs> we need to fall back to the temple. Everyone, get close together. So through the raging storm, you hear Father John's carrying voice <laughs> echoing through the amphitheater. As they begin, with all the protection and all the help and all the spiritual weapons and all the badasses uh, holding their ranks, all of a sudden, this begins to become a firm position as the uh, as the the bodies of slog begin to form a protective barrier above you. Yeah, uh, sandbags. Yeah, just like a sandbag pile of like dead dead toads. And of course, give out a couple more attacks. All right, give out a couple. Uh, well, one of them hits. All right, so you smash down another. Yeah. All right, your axe is, is loving this. The glow is continuing to hold, and you know you're doing extra damage because the axe just seems even more. Butter than usual. It's still glowing? Yeah. It, it picks up an intensity. Well, they take a bunch of attacks, but the spiritual weapons are cutting them down. As they pour in, the spiritual weapons are slaughtering them. There's a pile of bodies that begins to grow. Uh, as the slots seem to, perhaps, see, many of them are bypassing them now, getting into the, where the crowd was um, down below. The Cardinal steps forward, right behind the Major General, and you see something flash in his hand. Okay. I will tackle him. The little halfling creature leaps up, uh, hee hee, lands on the cardinal and brings him to his knees in a headlock. I basically jumped on, I jumped on his shoulders and brought him down with a leg lock around his neck. Bam! I take my staff and I just touch it on the shoulder of the general. As Father John touches his staff to the Dwargar, Tamoons issues him a warning. This is not a, a dwarf. This is not a creature of Herod's realm. I smash him. The Cardinal or the uh, Major General? The Major, the Major General. General. Uh, and I yell out, he's a fraud as well! Alright, so you, you, your staff, as you raise it, you realize this was what the staff is meant for. As you raise it and smash the, the, the point of your staff into the back of his neck, 
you see his head begin to split open. His head splits open and a brain crawls out on legs. And I can drop him as a protected person from my spiritual guardians. And I assume the Cardinal has already dropped him from his spiritual guardians. So he should be taking two spiritual guardians that Making half not look foolish. I was on the same page as you, half not, so I'm really glad this happened because I might have murdered the wrong person. Okay, the knights spill the hole, but as they do, you see one of the knights near the major general turn and cast a spell on Cardinal. With a 21, you know this is this is the work of mind players. And this came from one of the just the soldiers. Yep. The entire army is compromised. Alright, so I'm next to the Major General. Uh, is the little brain. brain thingy still there? Oh yeah, still there. I'm going to kill that motherfucker. So your axe, it's found its, found its calling as it's light, the light just overwhelms all of you here in the swirling dark clouds. Blue astral light overwhelms you all as he just splits that brain into two hemispheres and it falls apart just sloppy dead. And uh, the axe begins to fade immediately in color. That the slot onslaught seems to have slowed really briefly for a moment. There seems to be almost a stem in the tide. And then little darts begin all around you. As poison rocks your body, a dart sticks into your armor, or sticks in through your armor. Um, uh, as poison seeks into you, and the darts just begin to sink into a, a bunch of you guys, including a bunch of the clerics. I'm letting the cardinal go. And saying, sorry about that, uh, I'm gonna let you up now, please don't hurt me. A seaweed, yes. You saw a body fall nearby as you turn that corner, you see the green lizard creature that was aboard the ship. A lieutenant's uh, limp skin. His broken and sort of uh, wrinkled body is there on the ground. No! Oh no! I'm gonna run to him and uh, cast a cure wounds. You, uh, you, you get to him and you see that his body is broken and dead and limp. So I do the thing where you close their eyes. Mm-hmm. And a hand grabs your shoulder in invisible hand. You see Teresa's next to you as her hand sort of holds you as you begin to move. She whispers to you, she says, The divine told me you would need this, and hands you a scarf. A red scarf. Come, come with me. You must lose the demon. You wear the scarf. They will never detect you again. Come with me. If you stay with your friends, they will find you. Who's they? Pippi. Oh. Pippi will find you. Stops you then pulls you underneath a, a building and leads you down into a, a set of stairs away from the, the prying eyes of the creature. Um, and then once you're down there, once you've been pulled down into the into the cellar, she, she wraps the scarf around you and she says, come with me, and she takes your hand and, and leads you away. So as you put on the scarf, in your memory, in your in your dreams, you've had the same image of, uh, of Sarah Blake sort of focusing on a scrying spell, looking through your, looking at you. Uh, but you see that once again, and then suddenly it just sort of pops and his eyes sort of go black and uh, you can see him no more. You hear a cry above you, outside through the, through the wind, you hear a, a howling cry that you believe to be your blood. As the seaweed disappears into the city, Varian and the others are going ape wild on the platform above. You are just punching and smashing your way through these injured creatures as they fight through this, uh, the, uh, the spiritual guardians. So, for this one, I smack on one and then I grab it and I bite part of its head off and just throw it to the side. I pop that, uh, potion of fire breathing. Uh-huh. 
and I just spray a swath in front of the line. Mm, and just nice. get as many of them as I can. Uh, and you just sort of singe them back. Yes. Uh, it's just sitting a bunch of them falling and splatting below. Uh, some alive, some dead. Uh, but uh, keeping them off of your flank as your group gets to move. I am going to kill the Lordar that uh, turned around and cast that stuff. Alright, you smash into him and you feel the, the staff tearing him apart. Okay, um, but awesome. he does not fall. There seems to be confusion amongst the knights. Almost, they break ranks as they seem to uh, now seem. They begin to turn and break ranks, and as they do, the slog breaks through. And they oddly seem to target exclusively cardinal invites. No. The uh, the injured cardinal who has been lifted several times through healing now looks completely on his last legs as he is now engulfed in three blue slog who are just uh, who are just wailing upon him. Uh, I, I want to step over next to the knight that I noticed cast the spell. Mm-hmm. No, you're right next to him. He's basically your, your left-hand man. Um, and I want to observe my axe. Is it reacting in any way? Yes. Alright. In that case, I want to see if I can just swing for his head. Alright, so your axe crosses him and he begins to bleed profusely as your axe begins that hot blue glow again. From the lake far below, Mama Kraken continues her vendetta against Father John. Uh, the, the, the lightning engulfs you and the Cardinal, taking the Cardinal down. Healing word on the Cardinal. I move back to the hole in the wall as okay. my bonus action. As my bonus action, I breathe fire on all the slaw trying to come that way. Okay. And I run back to my position over there by the flank. And you I come wait. over here, you, you blow fire, and then you run back over there? Yes. Okay. <laughs> You're holding two, holding two holes in the wall. You got your finger in two holes. That's like what mobility is for, man. <laughs> okay. And then I just, and then I wait until someone comes up, until some of the slot come up near the edge of the cliff there, and then I just kick them down on the slot beneath them. I, yeah. I can do that twice. I got two more attacks. Yeah, so you're just stomping their hands and, their, and kicking their faces as they peek over. Yeah. And uh, they're falling off left and right. Yeah, it's just... I step out of the wind wall into kind of past the ranks. Okay. Out in front? Yes. And I say to all the Noirgar, your ranks have been infiltrated by mind control creatures. Behold! And I point at the Noirgar that I just took down, or that Evergreen just took down. As you say behold, the, the head splits open and the little rat-like creature made of a brain starts scrabbles its way out. Beautiful, so it can take my radiant damage, and then I'm gonna smash it with my rod. <laughs> and in fact, it is the Gorgar's turn, and several crossbow bolts also find their way into that uh, little uh, head, splitting it apart. All right. You guys uh, take it down. And I, and I yell, retreat back to the temple! Besieged by a kraken, infested by intellect devourers, Overrun by a sea of slod, our heroes and their allied knights retreat toward the Temple of Vesuvius. At this dark hour, Isiwi has abandoned her friends, leaving the pit fiend Zerable to seek retribution against them while they are at their weakest. Who will survive? What is to become of Vesuvius? Tune in next time to Oppressed by Sun to find out. As always, thanks for listening. See ya.